carry the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. We take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And you got to interact with, yeah. with a very dear friend of mine. Lori Spagna. Lori Spagna. My first time seeing her, I guess. I don't know. I feel like maybe I saw her at some other conference, but... You had seen her at a previous Conscious Life Expo. Yes. You talked about it on our podcast that we have. It's called Ono, Ross, and Carrie. I I highly recommend it. If you're not listening to it, you should be. Absolutely. That's a joke because you are. And then during the pandemic, you followed up with an interview with her. Yes. It got a little uncomfortable toward the end, but you covered a lot of ground. And her many areas of interest and quote unquote specialty. Yeah, I found her very hard to talk to. Yeah. Not emotionally, okay. like structurally. Trying to keep her on topic, trying to keep one idea in the center between the two of us so we could analyze that idea before she moved it along. Right. And she's such a fast talker. And and I noticed that I was re-listening to that conversation. She does this thing where she just drops so many pieces of information and they're discreet okay, which one of those do I pick up on? I'm having thoughts about multiple ones. Now my brain's branching right direction which yours clearly does very naturally so i want to allow how you are mm-hmm. and also i want to be able for you and i to get to some sort of conclusion about whether what you're saying is true yes and that was about 90 minutes of effort and yeah. i didn't feel like it even quite got to okay we're we're both we've circled in on a claim mm-hmm. we're analyzing if that claim is true together i don't feel like i even was ever able to totally get her there which is so frustrating that's interesting that you you compare that conversation we were talking before we started recording about you saying this was more difficult than talking to, say, Kimberly Meredith or even Shakuntali Siberia, who yeah. now goes as Madonna, or did she change her name again? I think she's still Madonna. She keeps changing it to very ungoogleable things, probably intentionally. <laughs> also, not easy people to keep you know, on a straight and narrow conversation. So, Lori... Yeah. Stands out, and I think that's interesting that she does. Totally. At least Shakuntali, Kimberly Meredith, I knew what they were saying. You yeah. know, like I could make, they were making clear claims that we could then discuss. Mm-hmm. Lori does this thing where she like sort of builds up a milieu that makes mm-hmm. an argument around you without ever exactly saying what she's saying. Right. There's mental pictures being formed because she's saying a lot of words that are evocative. But when you try to go back and sort of analyze that and pick apart, wait, what was actually said here? It's tricky. And yeah, having experienced this in person now, I... I all of that makes sense to me. And and I think you did a very good job of keeping her on oh, the, the straight and narrow as much as could be done. But I'm already, I'm pre-sympathizing with you. Okay. Because you got to see her and now you get to try to organize her thoughts. Yeah. So while you were with Sylvie Sterling, I was getting my introduction to Laurie Spagna. And just along the lines of, of her being someone who's just hard to track on her website, lauriespania.com. She says she's an intuitive, a multidimensional channel, an animal communicator, an energy healer, a DNA activator, a transformational life coach, mentor, and guide, a passionate bringer of the light here to help you heal, resolve, transform, be, do, have, achieve. I love passionate bringer of the light. Yeah. A pee ball. A pee ball. 
She's she's all over the place. She makes so many claims. And the, the sense that I got from her, and I think this will become clear very quickly, is that she just wants to gather as many of these, not even honorifics, but like specialties, like yeah. business card bylines as she can. Yeah. Oh, feel business like she, card bylines. Yeah, totally. I feel like she's collecting them. Yeah. So the free workshop that I attended uh, was on Saturday and it was called Healing Guidance and Channeling. Is that healing comma guidance? Yes. Okay. Healing Good guidance question. and channeling. Okay. Now you're already giving that more thought <laughs> Than I think she did because she did the whole thing just extemporaneously. Oh, of course she did. That's my girl. There was no slide deck. There was no notes. There was just like, okay, I'm going to do this very long monologue and then we're going to break into a meditation and I'm going to say it's going to be half an hour and it's going to be way longer than half an hour. Did you take questions? She, she did. loves questions. Okay, good. And then a Q&A session. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So, uh, Girl loves cues. So the, okay. And probably Q. Uh, I bet mm, so. Yeah. She's big into Trump, as I recall. Ugh. I'm not positive about that, though. Okay, so full title here. Transformational Healing, Divine Guidance, and Channeling. Okay. Here's what's promised for the talk. These are bullet points. Get channeled information, energy, and guidance from angels, ascended masters, divine goddesses, star family races, and benevolent beings of love. Okay. That's one bullet point. A lot point. of people to contact. Okay. Receive light encoded activations and energy healing. Okay. Talk to dead people and heal my illness. Okay. And as I'm going through this list, I'm trying to think of how well she lived up to these promises. And Well, are you healed? No. Okay. Yeah, not of anything that I went in having and came out not having okay gain a deeper connection with your non-physical teams of angels guides masters loved ones and your own higher self okay connect to the divine yeah i'm gonna interrupt the bullet point list here just to say she has a massive contingent of invisible beings that she invokes yes in her sessions yeah she brings them all down she summons them she calls them and it's a lot of characters right 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 it's like uh you know if you called down all the disney casts at once you know like all the different characters like i call upon all the characters from cinderella and right, all the right. characters from raya and the last dragon you know you could make a very large it's collection fantastic, of yeah and you know you'd wonder do these belong together right. i don't know <laughs> she does kind of the same well, thing wait tiktok would eat chippendale <laughs> you're thinking the right way okay awaken your gifts talents abilities and your unique inner magic okay so i'm translating these all in my head that that to me means like uh harness your esp okay okay up level your vibration uh feel more spiritual yeah buzz more yeah i don't know accelerate your spiritual growth that's definitely uh, get being more, more spiritual, spiritual still get better results from your spiritual practice get more spiritual get more spiritual and be satisfied about it okay there you go navigate the multi-dimensional reality and okay. i don't know if this was intentional or not but instead of a hyphen between multi-dimensional there's a tilde <laughs> I don't know if that... If oh, yeah, she loves those. Does she? Okay. Yeah, she does use those a lot. She loves the tilde. I hadn't thought of them replacing a hyphen, though. That's advanced. Okay, so navigate my multi-dimensional... So, like, um, maybe see other dimensions? There, ha start having, like, hyper-vision? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, navigate. So, yeah, you'd yeah. like to move freely through the dimensions. And she's very much... Oh, yeah, time in, travel, maybe. She's very much into the 3D, 5D thing. Yes. That came up in your interview. Don't know why they gloss over the 4D so much. I'm going to get to 4D and I'm just going to stay. <laughs> That's where I'm at, you know, and it's okay. 
ignite the supernatural and the mystical powers within you. Okay, this is getting repetitive. I, this is also ESP. And it's an hour and a half. Come on. The first three is are an fine. okay goal. Yeah. Yeah. When you were already gonna like when you were already gonna channel Walt Disney or whatever, that was fine. And Align with your highest potential. Align with my highest potential. Okay, yeah. Okay, become self-actualized. Heal and transform yourself and your life. Okay, get a job. And finally, significantly improve the quality of your life using metaphysical tools, talents, and abilities. Get a job. So yeah, I think I've been noticing this. I think I told you this, but I know I told you this. Some of this just amounts to like, hey, I know joblessness is high in the U.S. right now. And probably a lot of the people in this room don't have a job, but you have like some expendable income, maybe through a spouse or whatever. I'm going to help you find your job. That's what I hear at the end of that. Interesting. Though- Unemployment levels are at record lows. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. So, so this is the description that's written in the flyer on the website and is always on a big poster out front of the room, the Laguna room in this case. All of those meant to beckon you within. And then they also have the byline for her. Lori Ann Spagna is a best-selling author, speaker, spiritual catalyst, intuitive guide, Here mentor, multidimensional channel, animal communicator, energy healer, visionary, light worker, and starseed who has transformed the lives of thousands of humans and animals via her channeled ascension guide intuition sacred energy healing and animal communication and telepathy (gasps) only thousands lori provides transformational experiences sacred energy healing dormant dna activations Mm -hmm. for spiritual seekers who want to fast track their spiritual growth and become the person you were born to be oh wow that was a fun little subject shift there that's kind of like the uh i am america and so can you (laughs) get more information and free gifts from lori here at lorispania.com okay so big promises here i'm expecting a lot i i am too but i don't know what it is so you were saying that the the cat lady had a full room. This room was also standing room only. Oh, wow. I should say standing or sitting room only because I, I went like somewhere in the middle row. I got to sit down next to a lady who was not excited about me being right next to her. Oh, really? Got a definite energy from this lady. Like, oh. what are you doing right next to my chair? But there were people standing along the side. So probably 150 plus people. Like it was. Oh, in one of those smaller rooms. Yeah, yeah that's, it was packed. That's big. It was packed. Again, just so much attendance at Conscious Life Expo. And more for Lori than I think the last time I saw her. Okay. So she's probably become a bigger name. Yeah. Really what I was eager to see was after her talk with Carrie, did she see the light? And mm-hmm. is she now no longer peddling DNA activation? Oh, okay. Maybe now she's trying to popularize science. Who okay, knows? yeah. Wow, yes. Yeah, so optimistic. <laughs> I love it. Let's see. Of, Maybe. A lot of belief in the power of Carrie's interviews. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Here we go. Here's my big test. Let's so see how I do. She was standing up front wearing black on black. So she has kind of a black skirt, black shirt. Mm-hmm. This is always a weird thing to me, like the mid forearm sleeves. Three-quarter sleeves, yeah. Is that what they're called? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, go a little past the elbow, yeah. I've had one shirt like that, and it just uh, feels uncomfortable to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think more common in women's shirts. Okay. And then black tights that she's wearing, some kind of like tight-fitting black. So black, black, black. And then she's got these tiered fringe leather boots. Yes. That are brown. And it's just, it's an interesting look. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'd have notes if it were my outfit, but but I think 
it's on its way to cute. Okay. I don't know. Her overall look, she reminds me of someone I know from our HR department at work. Oh, really? So she looks like a woman from HR. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see why that woman would work at HR. But this woman would work at multidimensional being resources. <laughs> That's right. So uh, the first thing I heard from her, I came a couple minutes late, but I, I think she was just getting warmed up. Uh, but she started off talking about trauma saying oh. trauma is stuff in your field that can be cleared, healed, and resolved. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. At least it kind of sets trauma up as uh, something you can work with. Overcomable. Makes it sound kind of tangible and, yeah, clean upable. Again, she doesn't have anything planned out. So she just says, so what does everyone want to work on today? To the 150 person room? Yeah. She's just like canvassing <laughs> the audience. And one woman says that she wants divine gifts. And by the way, it's predominantly women in this audience as well. Okay. So there are some men, but mm -hmm. uh, I didn't get like a percentage, but I would say single digits. Okay. Yeah. For the woman who wants to work on divine gifts, Lori's like, oh, wow, well, that could be a lot of things. So she starts talking about like channelers and healers and angels. Someone else in the audience says knowledge and wisdom. And Lori kind of locks onto that, like, oh, you want knowledge and wisdom today? Okay, well, where does it come from? Where do those reside? Or do you find them in a book, on the TV, from news reporters, doctors, lawyers, what? government officials? This is like Owl from Bambi is like trying to explain the concept of knowledge to me. I, she's wanting to make it obvious. This is my read. Like, you don't get knowledge from all these external sources, oh, public media. Oh, I see. But she, she's just so fast. It's so hard to keep up with her. Oh, the rare rhetorical question where the answer is no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. Yeah, Good for the, her. That's what it was. So some of the people in the audience yell out, the heart. Like, that's where you find oh, great. knowledge and wisdom. She doesn't really react to that, but someone else mentions the Akashic records, mm. and she kind of agrees with that a bit. Those are spiritual records kept in the sky of all of history. Yeah, you might even say that they exist in the sixth dimension in a special frequency that Ooh, we can sixth. access. But, right. but first you have to be aligned to the divine. Obviously. Which of course doesn't mean 4D, it means 5D. <laughs> so, so I think she was happier with that answer. And then she asked where emotional structures exist. And she said that typically they're in the fourth dimension, but they're not your emotions. They just exist there. They're not your traumas. You're just holding on to them. You mm -hmm. access them through the sacred heart center, one of the chakras, the heart chakra. God, it's like walking into goo. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. What, this isn't a talk? So I, I think the point she was trying to make there was that emotions are not you. They're just something you're tied to. And again, it's actionable. We can clean this okay. up and you can feel like you've disconnected from them because okay. they're not you. Well, I sent off on that. I hope that's what you meant. So she asked the audience then, well, where else are these emotions stored? And the audience shoots out some various things. And I think finally someone says DNA or maybe she prompts them. But DNA is what she's looking for. Okay. Uh, I sign off on that too, I guess. Yeah. Except Many of our problems are in our DNA. Well, the way she's championing this, you encountered this in the interview with her, is that she feels there are certain, not just characteristics of you as a person but even future jobs that you should hold mm. are in your dna like mm. being a healer being an animal communicator i see those are in your dna ah right pre like predestined yeah and already i'm just like oh what do i do with any of this <laughs> do i break this down already it seems like you're going somewhere she says they're in your dna but you just have to be vibrationally aligned and then you know these things that you're really supposed to be and do will 
come about. Exactly. So then she asks, well, what else paves the way? So again, the audience is shouting out very nice sounding things like gratitude, love. And she's fine with those, but she's looking for more broadly divine virtues. Mm. And I notice so often, and I think this is just a verbal thing with her, she'll lay down certain words and then she'll like say them again, but with divine as a prefix in front of each of them. Okay, so she'll say beauty, truth, and consequences. Divine beauty, divine truth, divine consequences. Exactly like that. Weird. Okay. And so then I'm like, are those separate things or what's going on? Huh. I don't know. She did that a lot. I don't know. Maybe I should interview her, see if she wants to expound on some of these things. Oh, please. (laughs) Please ask. Okay. So developing these divine virtues. Yeah. Very important. These are all tied to the basic law of attraction. So here we go. Okay. With the law of attraction. The law of attraction. Should we define? Yeah. Very important here at the Conscious Life Expo. Okay. Law of attraction broadly means you can attract to you whatever you think about and consciously put your intention on. You send that out into the universe and the universe returns those things to you with Mm -hmm. little or no effort from you other than this focused attention. And it has to because it's the law. Yes. The law of attraction. Yeah, very popular belief, very popular. And well, a lot of the things that we look into made very popular in The Secret. I think a lot of people... Yes. Know the law of attraction and through that. And what the bleep do we know? Right. Goodness, you hear it from Teal Swan and many others. Gosh, I have so many thoughts about the law of attraction, but I'll try not to drop them here because I'm sure she'll be on it for 45 seconds and move on. Oh, yeah, exactly. So the idea is these, like you said, these things will come back to us. So as we develop the divine virtues, love, loving kindness, grace, peace, harmony, and then just like she does with divine, she'll take loving and also add it to the beginning of those words so she'll say like Mm. grace loving grace peace loving peace like stop it (laughs) not (laughs) necessary you're like just lengthening your list by adding prefixes to the previous items in the list i wonder if that's compulsive yeah i feel like she just creates this cloud of terms and words and she's found really good ways clearly she thinks on her feet she can extemporaneously bring up all of this, yeah. but then she has some clever little tools for expanding it on the fly yeah, and turning like uh, one phrase into three phrases. Right. Okay. So anyways, you use the law of attraction, you develop all these virtues, and this will then unlock your DNA and you can become a divine channel or whatever it is you're supposed to be. So she runs out of steam on that one and asks the audience again, uh, what do people want to achieve? So one lady says... I want to get out of my own way and break free of the matrix. Okay. Yeah, interesting. This is what happens with an open-ended question. (laughs) So Lori says, anything that does not allow you, let it go. I can't believe anyone heard that question and had any answer prepared. Yeah. She's like, I understand what you're asking me. Break free of the matrix 100% and just starts answering. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I need 15 minutes to unpack what you just asked. Yeah. And I I don't think they're referring to like the movie, The Matrix here. I think they're talking about this larger cage that we're all trapped inside of. Mental, cultural. Mm -hmm. mm, The things that want to constrain us and make us all do the same thing. Yeah got to break free of the matrix fair enough but it's so amorphous Mm -hmm. okay so sorry what was her response so anything that does not allow you Uh let it go and then she allow me to what oh my god okay i'll let it go (laughs) there you go (laughs) you got it 
You've internalized it. You've oh, acted no. on it. It's happening. The brain's breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Already. And uh, she gives the woman a little prayer about serving the light. Okay. She, and so she says, you need to say this. I am 100% here to serve the light. And the, I heard white agenda, maybe light agenda. Oh, God. I don't I hope, know. I hope light agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people talk about the dark agenda. Okay. So, so I, I guess she was done with the prayer halfway through this. <laughs> so anyways, the important thing is align with the plan of the light. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess align with the path of the light to break free of the matrix 100%. Yeah. All right. Though, Going I mean, with it. I think most people's interpretation of aligning with the light <laughs> probably good <laughs> I guess I, don't, I genuinely don't know what that means <laughs> that makes two of us uh, interesting fact I didn't know but she said what is the only chakra that has two colors oh you didn't know this no you know this no okay <laughs> I was like, how did I miss this? Oh, Carrie knows. No, of course not. Like the audience calls out like almost like a call and response in a church or something. They all say the heart. Whoa. How did we miss this? Okay. The heart chakra. Yeah. Green and magenta. Okay. Like they and everybody knows this. Like everybody's like, oh yeah, the heart, green and magenta. Oh yeah, of, of course. <laughs> yeah, looking around, no idea because I always see like the rainbow going yeah, on. Yeah, totally. All right, well, if you learned anything new today, huh? It's that the heart chakra is the only one with two colors, green and magenta. Did oh. you know the sun is green? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Oh, okay. Thanks to the Kabbalah Center. What else do you want to work on today? So one person said, sacred sexuality and body. What? I honor these people who have an answer like that prepared to such an open-ended question. Yeah, these people want to work on stuff, and they've come here ready to do it. Wow. And they're such big, heady concepts. It's like Aesop is answering the question. Lori's ready for it. Okay. She says that that also channels through the heart center, as did the previous answer. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. So she says that like once you embody these frequencies of light and you get way beyond 5D, okay, whatever uh that means. Is it six? Uh, She says, as we liberate ourselves, we find these higher frequencies that are so blissful. It's really, it's an embodied state of orgasm. I'm not kidding. All right, girl. Lori says, I can turn that on for myself. And everybody has a good chuckle at that. Okay, Lori. And she like snaps her fingers like that. She said, it's no longer. She starts coming. She says, it's no longer a square peg in a round hole anymore. Whoa. And yeah, the audience is like digging this. They're cracking up. (laughs) These are almost jokes. (laughs) Yeah. They almost make sense. Okay. That was it for the sacred sexuality. Uh, Someone yells out about money blocks. Okay. Yeah. We talked about money near the end of our conversation. Money is one of her big topics. She wrote an ebook about it. She sure did, though then later she said money is not a big topic of hers. After writing an entire book about uh-huh. it. <laughs> right, because you're making her uncomfortable yeah. talking about her past. Mm-hmm. So she asked, again, one of these like rhetorical questions. All right, so where does your supply come from? Is it your 401k? Is it your boss? And she lists all these other things that are obviously no, not the answer. Is it your rich parents? <laughs> Should have yelled that out. <laughs> She said, oh, there's no, no shade, no shade to the rich kids. Sure. But don't pretend. Don't pretend. Yeah, that you're pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, yeah. So she says there's no exterior authority that has power over us, neither disease or anything else. 
And she gets distracted for a moment here. Again, this was news to me. She said, this summer, the planet Pluto is moving to a new place out of Capricorn and into Aquarius. And so I had to look this up. I don't want to be Neil deGrasse Tyson here. Yeah, right. But Uh, (laughs) does she not know? About that, Pluto? That it's not a planet yeah, anymore? Yeah, that, sure, yeah. Do you think she's intentionally ignoring that? Well, it's already in the canon of astrology, so it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter whether it's a planet or not, as long as uh, her system incorporates that. So I looked that up, and apparently Pluto moved out of Capricorn into Aquarius on March 23rd, so a little earlier than she suggested, but... Okay, but uh, okay, doesn't sure. seem to come from nowhere anyway. And um, doesn't really mean anything anyway, but she says that this is a symbol of a big transfer of power, an old regime that is beginning to collapse, which is interesting because I think... She's been saying this for like five years. Right, like in her interview with you, like yeah. three years ago now, she was talking about all these massive changes about to happen to our financial structure and all that. It's like, when? Can you, yeah. put, it, can you put your finger on that? when this is all going to transpire right because it hasn't yet yeah why is it always just about to happen yeah it's i feel like the the uncashed checks yeah or uncashable checks yeah yeah these things that you just throw out they always sound good and massive and interesting twin ray are fantastic at this talking mm-hmm. about just these major cataclysmic shifts that are just around the corner and i of course always think of jesus coming back you know you yep. just keep promising it oh it's just gonna happen organize your life around this but uh mm-hmm. we can live off this high of anticipation for thousands of years and he didn't even have to say that he was like no the people who are alive today i'll be back for the people who are alive today mm. and that's just completely ignored yeah that little control. We was... can make that metaphorical. Right. Everything else is literal. Right. Okay, so she does come back to answering where money comes from. Yeah. It comes through our connection with source. And it's sure that'll do it. Infinitely if you have a source of wealth, you'll get the wealth. <laughs> it's yeah. Infinitely available to us. It's an infinite resource. Didn't she tell me every person on earth could be a millionaire, that there's enough printed money for that or something like oh, that? Oh, I don't recall I that. she said that. Okay. Uh, interesting. Yeah. And, and she herself was a thousandaire? Yes. Right. Okay. I'm sure she's just manifesting that. Yet she also said like that she had willed herself to lose 35 pounds. Oh, did she? Yeah. In her okay. interview with you. Huh. Wild. Okay, so she wanted to. The only thing that can stop us is our limited beliefs, our energetic degree in our morphogenetic field, of course. And I was trying to look that up because I think there's a legitimate use for morphogenetic field, right? And it has to do with like embryology and when your cells are are getting aligned on gradients as you're forming. But they use it all the time. And I think it's purely just because it sounds cool. Mm. Morphogenetic field doesn't seem to have anything to do here with ontogeny or embryology. Oh, okay. I hadn't heard that term, I don't think. Oh, I feel like I've been hearing it a lot lately too. Like it's becoming a buzzword at these kinds of conferences that you and I go to. Okay, I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Listen for morphogenetic field. Every now and then she'll spout a bunch of this and then say to the audience, makes sense. <laughs> and for most of them, apparently, yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, eh, maybe not. I'm going to have to work really hard to try to flesh out these notes later. Right. Can't say no. Yeah, I wonder what percentage of this audience was thinking, no, I, I don't understand. Right. I don't, and then I don't follow, I, but I feel silly. Yeah. And I feel like in any audience, it would be a very small percentage of people that would be willing to be like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Can you stop and go back, fast-talking yeah. lady, and clarify that for me? Most people don't have just the 
personality. Yeah, yeah. To kind of pull the cord. Totally. And then all the more, yeah, when you have like kind of a spiritual person in the sense of like, oh, you all get this, right? You're all like with it spiritually enough right. to keep up. Yeah, her d- d- yeah, then you feel outgrouped if you if you think you're behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like raising your hand is an admission of being otherized. You know, right. Like, oh, I don't fit I in guess with I'm all of 3D. You. Yeah, yeah. Little old me, I don't get it. Yeah, and like her whole delivery, I think contributes to this as well because she is moving like a steamroller so fast. She's such a fast talker. And it's interesting because it just plays against the kind of stereotype of a spiritual person who's grappled with these deep truths. Mm. Usually that seems to slow them down. Oh, twin ray them, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like twin ray is the opposite extreme of that, where they've taken it to this caricatured Yes, totally. And Lori Spagna is so like on like the fast talking. Cher Jolene end. Yeah. Well, and like Cher Jolene has this kind of manic quality to her. Yeah. And Lori's like, uh, I don't know, just feels like someone you find in Brooklyn, you know, like Uh, just some like uh, fast talker. Yeah. I think she's literally from Jersey. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. And it's just, it's so weird to hear someone talking about the sacred heart chakras and the angels that surround us and like just doing it this (laughs) fast and and, and almost brusquely. Like it feels Mm -hmm. like she has this kind of curtness to her. Yeah. Yeah. To her cadence. Uh, This is going to sound ironic, but she has a very like sort of no bullshit sort of persona, even Mm -hmm. as she's delivering what some might consider nonsense. But like, Mm -hmm. but there's this delivery style that suggests like, I would never shit you. And Mm -hmm. she's got that style going. Yeah. Which almost reminds me a little bit of Sylvia Brown. Who oh, yeah. uh-huh. had kind of uh look, I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver it to you straight kind mm-hmm. of thing. I'm gonna tell you things you don't wanna hear. Right. And like deliver it with just a little side of humor as well to make you feel a little uncomfortable, a little off edge and yeah. Teresa Caputo. Yeah, uh, that's funny. I was just starting to think of her as well because I think they've all found like kind of good shticks that sort of break them apart from that traditional model. I don't feel like Lori Spanias is as fun as mm-hmm. theirs are. So I don't yeah. I don't see it being as successful as those because it it doesn't really make you laugh it just makes you kind of on edge or right makes me on edge yeah yeah it is it's a little off-putting you don't it's not it doesn't come off friendly that's for sure right right i know i know some really good no bullshit people who are also friendly she's mm. she doesn't have that combo mm-hmm. i would agree with that a little later she is talking with someone about how the vibrations keep us safe but then she throws out to the audience what's the definition of safety fair and uh does someone try yeah someone says absence of fear which i think is a a good gut response yeah okay and she likes that but she said but what i've been given through channeling from the higher realms so clearly this is going to be a much better answer (laughs) is safety is your vibrational bandwidth what That was so fun. Carrie had her eyes closed, ready for this wonderful definition of safety. (laughs) And all of a sudden, she hears its vibrational bandwidth and her brows furrow and her eyes open. What? (laughs) I was really trying to go there. I was like, okay, let's hear it. Um, Oh, God. What? Our vibrational bandwidth? So she says, some people relax while watching the news. People laugh at that. 
but they still have fear, which is funny because that's kind of harkening back to the audience member's definition of the absence of fear being safety. Okay. She says, though, that that's why we raise our vibration. The quantum reality we live in creates reality for you. Oh, I see what she's saying. Okay. Okay. I don't know why it's the definition of safety, so I'll put a pin in that. Okay. But I think she's saying... If you engage with all the inputs that we have in modern society, you will naturally raise the amount of fear you have because you're going to be in much more contact with fear-producing stimuli via social media, the news, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't also done this higher order processing where you recognize, oh, but I'm not in more danger. I'm actually safer than I ever have been in all of society. Mm. It's just my connections. It's just my seeing too much. If you can do that for yourself, you might be able to place that well. But if you can't, your other alternative is to disconnect from the news disconnect from social media to the degree that it brings you back down to a place of stasis. Well, I like that version of it and I can actually sign on to that, but maybe that But why is that safety? Right. Well, here's where I think she tries to tie it to safety and then deviates from what you just very cogently laid out. (laughs) Okay. She said, once you do that, you cannot die. You cannot catch a virus. Wrong. Wrong. Not true. Not true. Not true. You're in (laughs) harmony through the sacred heart space. Whoopsie. Nope. And you're free of everything 4D and below. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's safety. Oh, uh, man. Vibrational bandwidth. I feel like I know how she got here, (laughs) but it's not. It's still wrong. So she gets one more audience question about connecting to our pets. Okay. Now I'm listening. Here we go. Okay. So you're down the hall in some other room listening to Sylvie Sterling Sterling talk about pets. And I'll be darned if Lori and Spanya doesn't give the exact same spiel. Oh. Yeah. She says, okay, we got any animal lovers in the room? And of course, everybody is an animal lover. She reiterates that her goal has always been to help animals on a global scale. Her whole story about quitting her six-figure job with six figures in debt to become a dog trainer in L.A. for $30,000 a year. But she said while she was doing the dog training, the dog started talking to her. And they said, you listen to me, and I'm going to teach you, dog trainer lady. And everybody had a good laugh at that. And so she got really good at listening to animals. Then she asked us, do you all understand that animals' primary mission is to help humans reclaim the virtues we have lost through our separation and duality. No. No. (laughs) And she says... Bad. Bad girl. And this makes me think that she's been listening to Sylvie Sterling. She Mm. says, they are mirrors of us, vibrational extensions of us, and demonstrating where we're misaligned. And she says, when an animal appears to be misbehaving or misaligned... It's a reflection of the human who's misaligned to help that human. So uh, that's interesting. So you see that as her having listened to Sylvie? Too, yeah. Too similar? My thought is that she heard this and said, okay, cool. I'm incorporating that into my animal okay. spiel. Interesting. More likely, I see the causal arrow flowing that way rather than Sylvie Sterling hearing this thing from Lori Spania and picking it up. Or maybe there's some third key yeah, I'm source of a that third, they... I'm thinking of a third way. Could be. So I'm thinking self-reference, which is a symptom for some people, 
where you think too much is about you. Okay. You know, at the extreme end, you have the radios talking to you. But at the shallow end, you just have like, oh, there's always like symbols that are pointing things out to me. And if you see the world that way and you're an animal person, I think the most obvious thing is like, well, the animals are saying something to me because the whole Mm. world's about me. Sure. Yeah. I just feel like from the almost identical phrasing they used, I feel like. Yeah, the mirror thing. That's, That's fair. Either they pulled it from some third party animal communicator source mm, or mm-hmm. she grabbed it from S- Sylvia. I don't know, but I bet both of those things are it, a little right. Just wild. Okay. So let's start a meditation. Okay. And let's, sure. da- let's yep. download yep. these virtues. Cause that's going to, well, it's going to free us from the karmic cycle. It's going to allow us to use the law of attraction. It's going to make us unable to die. I don't know. Whoa. Well, remember we just oh. learned about how, uh, you know the definition of safety is vibrational bandwidth, right? See, oh, I'm starting. I'm starting <laughs> to internalize it. If you don't watch the news, you won't die. <laughs> oh, I watch a lot of news. Yep, dead. So, so here she admits, I have nothing rehearsed, but I know God supreme will work through me. And oh, I just said God. If that makes any of you uncomfortable, that's fine. Choose your own term. Uh, who is the person who sat through all of this and then is like, oh, she said, God, I'm out of here. Oh, I think in this crowd, I bet you yeah? hear from a lot of people are like, I don't like the use of the word God because it's yeah. so traditional. And- oh, yeah. But not enough to be like offended and leave. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, I didn't see anyone get up. Good. She encourages us all to let go of anything that creates resistance, keeps you trapped in 4D, disagreement, debate, a bunch of words that start with D argument, confrontation, all of that comes from 4D. Does that make sense? Good. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, excuse, no, no, excuse no, no, me. No, 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 Sorry, no, what, no, what are we no, talking about? Not at all, about? not at all. I have a question from 45 minutes ago while I have your attention. Also, at this point, as we're getting settled into our meditation poses, she says, uh, okay, so Sarah or whoever it is, she's going to pass out clipboards. Uh, so you can sign up for our mailing list and services and gifts such as our DNA activations. And uh, we can even do one here. We don't, by the way. Uh, but she says, uh, you can't have enough DNA. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't even have enough. That was such a funny line. Like, <laughs> you can't have enough DNA. Is that what an activation is? Getting more DNA? And yeah, yeah, the extra strands, as I recall. Yeah, so I feel like her number of extra DNA strands has inflated since the last time yeah, you talked okay. to her. She said, we have 144 strands unactivated, unknown of now. Science okay. only knows of 12. Wait, what? Science knows of two strands? What? What are you talking about? Science knows of 12. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, f- I had 12 as the number in my head. So I think 12 was the number she gave last time. Yeah. And so now she's saying, it's like, well, where does she think she's getting this? And like she tries to invoke science is like, oh, well, science agrees with this point that I just introduced to you for the first time. Right. Did you Google this to see if anybody's making that claim besides her? No. Yeah. See See if there's 144 strands of unactivated DNA. Okay. First, I'm trying 12. Or 12 strands of DNA, right? The power of 12. Achieving 12 strand DNA consciousness, a book by Anne Brewer. Okay. Um, People become intrigued and inspired when they read how Anne Brewer received 12 strands of DNA and reached a higher level of evolutionary potential. Uh, as described in her book. In April 1996, Anne, a corporate consultant, was contacted and told the real possibility of ascension for humankind and the ability to function as spirit in physical form. And was this published in the journal Nature? (laughs) This was um, published by Anne Brewer. Okay. Um, (laughs) 
Well, I can't even see. I somebody see somewhere it. said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For yeah. what it's worth. Oh, and here she drops like a little bit of conspiracy theory. She says, do you understand what Q-tips up the noses are for? Oh, no. COVID Mass test? DNA collection. Oh, kind of. Well, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> to see if you have COVID. Yes. But she feels it's a big spying program. Right. They're collecting our DNA because it's so valuable. You don't know the power of your DNA. Wouldn't there be people just following us around at all the many, many public places I go leaving spit and sweat and fingerprints yeah. and stuff if people wanted my DNA? this bad just i imagine a bunch of people like scuttling sideways like crabs like every time you leave the bar like swabbing <laughs> your glass yeah the rim right get some saliva uh, yank a little tuft of hair right. <laughs> from your head and they run my dna's fucking everywhere yeah you want it that bad have it i remember this being a thing in x files and they would be showing rooms full of cabinets full of little extracted samples of everybody and it was just this paranoia <laughs> thing you know like yeah uh, it's not good they're coming to get you not a good way to think people snap out of it snap out of it again this was all tied to her wanting us to sign up for services she also mentions her class about helping animals another ebook that she's written about becoming a starseed oh sure yeah yeah a starseed okay now a starseed is someone whose ancestry is on other planets mm-hmm. they don't fit in oh yeah one audience member was really excited this lady yelled i want to know about that And like everybody laughed at that because this lady is that character. And so this gets Lori talking about a little side story. So we haven't gone into our meditation yet. We've gotten a little distracted. I don't really like a meditation. I could use shorter meditations than (laughs) than she offers. So she tells a story about living in Maui and meditating through the night. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the story? I remember there being a spiritual ascension story in Hawaii. Okay. So she saw an airship move low to the ground in a circular motion. Okay. And she could tell that like its movement was responding to her, like her thoughts or something. Whoa. And so she just innocently asked, if I can be of service, let me know. And she said she was teletransported onto the ship. Whoa, okay. And then assures us, this stuff is real. Oh, man. Okay, so she's she thinks she's a contactee. Yeah, I don't know, like teletransported? Is that like, did she astrally travel or something like that? Anyways, her point is that we're all starseeds to one extent or another, and we're all hybrids, but that's not what we're here for right now. That's a different workshop. <laughs> anyway, what do you guys want to hear about? Yeah, she dro- she quickly dropped, she moved so fast, but she like talked about indigo family tribes and she says that she's a member and that we're here to assist humanity you may be as well but then anyways let's move on to money (laughs) my mom told me i was an indigo child not that long ago okay is i guess that would make you an indigo family tribe member i guess i don't know and she mentions the money wealth and abundance course okay so for the meditation everybody turn off your phones we want to avoid distraction We're probably going to be doing this. Oh, she did say at least half an hour. Okay. I had in my mind a half an hour. It lasted 50 minutes. Whoa. Yeah. That's a long meditation. Crazy. I can do with a short meditation. You give me 10 minutes of meditation. I'm like, this was nice. You give me 30 and I'm like, this was unnecessary. I have a lot of email to write. You know, to be fair, I kind of started the clock when she was about to get the meditation going and then she got distracted for a bit. So it might have been shorter Mm -hmm. than that, but it was a long freaking meditation. So she has us set our intention with the words, I intend to receive the maximum benefits, which are for my most benevolent best, zero harm to anyone. Okay. Sounds nice. Sure. 
great. And she tells us, you know, okay, do whatever you need to to feel comfortable. Move, fart, stretch. We all laugh at that, you know, because someone said fart. She said fart in the middle. Yeah, don't keep your eyes open. That'll distract you. You'll get you'll get in your own way. Makes sense. Okay, so here she starts like invoking stuff and bringing down her invisible buddies. Okay, connect with your highest inner source self. Trust and allowance is a value. Divine trust. Divine. Oh no. <laughs> deep. Slow, I see how this is fifty minutes. <laughs> and relaxing breaths. Source. Creator. God. And she's just like calling divine out names. Divine source. Divine creator. And she God. doesn't say Michael. She says Mikael, Raphael, oh. Gabriel, Uriel. I think she said Isharel. I don't recognize that angel, but she's calling down these angels. She says, come forth now with all your angels of healing. Surround us and infuse us with divine source love. Make sure everything we do is 100% of the light. She's invoking a bunch of stuff. It's really fast. But she uh, also mentions like the four corners of the hotel because we're in this giant hotel complex. This is going to be a Russell Crowe movie in like 40 years. And in that version, (laughs) there's going to be things flying all over the room and (sighs) tables being overturned. Or just like that you say Russell Crowe movie in 40 years because he'll probably be 100 (laughs) then. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The Russell Crowe equivalent of 2063. I'm putting my money on Russell Crowe who's to 110 and at 100 (laughs) he plays Laurie Spagna in a biopic. I like that he's consistently pissing off a lot of the people we investigate because he did the Exorcist movie that pissed off Bob Larson and he did the Noah movie that pissed off Ken Ham. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's so much flowery language here. She invokes like guides and teachers who serve the light. She calls for all the divine to guide us as well. Quan Yin, Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, Mary Amma, Lady Guinevere, Lady Nada? Mm. Uh-huh. Nala? <laughs> From The Lion King? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be I didn't great. mean the, to make so many the Disney music, references this episode. The music starts playing. I would have lost it. I would have lost it if she'd done that. Our, uh, that's still my, I think, my favorite thing that's ever happened to us. Is <laughs> <laughs> at the Raelians and we were in a meditation and it was so serious. Yeah. And the third or fourth song and was I think, the Lion King I think there score. were a few other people in the audience, like younger people who looked around and were like, is, are they doing what we think they're doing? Isn't oh my God. Is the part where he decides to listen to his dad and the stars and go back and be king? <laughs> the cleansing rain comes yeah Uh, so she thanks all the goddesses and ascended master she's grateful to them she called upon the consciousness of the animal kingdom to assist us in our awakening all right cool here we go it's just it's such a they're all here for us they certainly don't have their own interests thank you animals we love you yeah it's just such a wide net she casts and just like every spiritual being she's ever encountered she calls in and more that i couldn't even keep up with she calls the crystalline realm melchizedek and the melchizedek order and thanks them thank you thank you thank you (laughs) yeah she said part of my divine lineage she mentioned the order of melchizedek a few times it's like this alternate priesthood within judaism it's like this ancient line from this character who's mentioned very briefly in Hmm. genesis as like a both a king and a a priest Mm. And so, yeah, Melchizedek comes up a lot because uh, Twin Ray was good friends with the guy who used Melchizedek as his, you know, quote unquote last name. And then another right. one of his friends accepted that. So anyways, the spiritual crowd seems to really love this whole kind of lore of Melchizedek and the alternate priesthood that split off separately from the Aaronic priesthood and the Levite 
priesthood. Yeah, I mean, she's nailing it on the jargon. Oh, big to time. To the degree that jargon tells you you're in the right place, which is pretty much its purpose. Mm. She is laying a wide swath yes. for everybody to walk in on. She's super adept at that, but also she's just so fast. Here, let me let me play a clip for you. Just trust and allow. It happens organically. Next, activate root chakra. Put the breath's awareness below buttocks. Below the buttocks. Just below the buttocks. She said buttocks. Still breathing in whatever energies are good, right, and appropriate. Below the buttocks, activate root chakra. Open, relax, release. It's almost like you feel kind of like a plop. Just relax. Breathe in some more of these energies, divine source, creator, God, now. Encircle and encapsulate and perfect and pure, primordial, white, gold, divine, white, gold. Nothing for you to do. Just allow and breathe. Let it be done. Why does she talk so fast? It sounded like she was telling me to clench my butthole and then let go. So I did that. Uh Uh-huh. And then there was something about like white and gold. Yeah, the, these lights that she's calling buttons. Like, why do you need to say all this so quickly? First of all, you'll eat up more time if you talk like this during a meditation. Yeah. Like most people do. Yeah. But she's running it like an auctioneer. You know, she's like, how many words can I cram in this quickly? Blah, 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 blah. And it just kind of ruins the whole ambiance of it, at least for me. I think it's supposed to have the effect of reading the ritual Romanum. I think it's supposed to like lull you into, oh, I'm not supposed to be listening to the content of the words. Mm-hmm. The words are There's supposed to- There's no time to... to process them and mm-hmm. turn them from abstract concepts into physical correlates that you can actually latch on to. Yeah. She doesn't want you doing that higher order processing, which is so hard for you and me. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that would work even at a slower cadence, but she's just so fast uh-huh. Uh-huh. to the point where it's like Micro Machines Man. This is the Micro Machine Man presenting the most midget miniature motorcade of Micro Machines. Each one has dramatic details, terrific trim, precision paint jobs, plus incredible Micro Machine pocket play sets. There's a police station, fire station, restaurant, service station, and more. Perfect pocket portables to take any place. And there are many miniature play sets to play with, and each one comes with its own special edition Micro Machine vehicle and fun, fantastic features that miraculously move. Micro Machine pocket play sets, so tremendously tiny, so perfectly precise, so dazzlingly detailed, you'll want to pocket them all. Micro Machines are Micro Machine pocket play sets sold separately from Galoob. The smaller they are, the better they are. Yeah, yeah. Which is a reference I tried using the other day when I was teaching a class of new hires. Oh, no. At the studio. And I was like, oh, I'm doing the thing where like I'm using a reference that none of you probably have any. Whoa, did they not know? No, no one said anything, which is even worse. It was over Zoom, (laughs) but no one chose to speak up. So I was just left there going, okay, I guess I need to drop the microman, (laughs) micromachine man reference. (laughs) I bet you're going to hear from one person who was on that call who's like, oh, I got it. Yeah, I know about micromachines. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I listened to your podcast. (laughs) My name is Ted. We're going to be friends, Ted. Yeah. How often, sorry, sidebar, how many times at Disney Animation has another Disney employee pulled you aside and been like, I secretly like your podcast? Uh, Probably 20 times. Hell yeah. Yeah. The secret podcast of Walt Disney Animation. (laughs) The unofficial Certainly not my other Disney podcast. What up all my buddies? (laughs) I'm sure they listen to that too. You have to be more secret about that. Um, Oh, speaking of, uh, everyone should go watch Pre-Somar, a Midsomar parody that Natalie and I and our friend Abe and, of course, my husband Drew made for our friend Matthew for his birthday. Look up Pre-Somar on YouTube. It'll change your life. (laughs) And don't watch it in front of your kids. (laughs) Right? Up to you. Yeah. All right. Maybe pre-watch it before you show it to you. Yeah. It does have an 18 and up thing you have to click, so... Click at your own discretion. Okay, I'm going to play another clip for you just of her doing this really fast delivery of this meditation that is extraordinarily long. It's like, save yourself a lot of words. Just speak slower and for less time. Yeah, okay. 
Let's align all the inner chakras all at once. Base to 108. Just trust and allow. Base to 108. All the inner chakras all at once, please. Now, thank you. I don't know. It just sounds like somebody... I don't know, calling other truckers and like trying to organize a pickup or something. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just as far as vocal delivery yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. It feels so discordant to me. I find it a little soothing. Okay. Okay, but, good. But I also continue, I can't stop my brain from being like, wait, 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 what does that last sentence mean? Oh, oh, shit, you're already on to this other thing. That doesn't go away. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm thinking about, oh, wait, what did she say there? Oh, I have to look that up. Oh, that's interesting. And like, oh, but now you're saying something new that I'm not familiar with. I cannot turn that off. Yeah, she's like invoking the the earth logi and the solar logi. I'm like, who are they? Apparently, they're (laughs) ascended masters. Goodness. I feel that the people I most identify with as far as like archetypes in this environment are the beleaguered boyfriends you see. Like once every <laughs> few talks, you see this one guy who's like been brought there because he's so nice and his girlfriend's so into this. <sighs> and he's like, supportive. I'm going to give this a go. Maybe this makes sense. She makes sense. She's smart. She likes this. I'm going. Mm-hmm, and then you just mm-hmm. watch him try to, what does that mean? I'm trying to put this into my head, but it's not working, but you're nodding. Okay. I'm that guy. Yeah. That's our archetype. I see that. Yeah. Though maybe he doesn't latch onto it quite as much as we do. I think we wrestle with it a little harder. Like, yeah. I'm going to force this into my head. We also know we will have to be telling others about it later. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I do, I want to understand the yeah. language they're using. Yeah. I, I totally. It fascinating. Uh, this caught my attention. She said, it is scientifically valid. There is brain matter in the heart. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? Okay, I, I looked it up, and I guess it appears to check out. Apparently, in 1991, Dr. R. Moore discovered that the heart has a little brain or intrinsic cardiac nervous system okay, uh, right. with okay. 40,000 neurons that act like neurons in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, there's a little node within... The, yeah, the yeah. second the second mind hypothesis, yeah. Mm, okay. I've heard that. I just think like calling that brain matter is a little misconstrued. Yeah, that's my take on that as well. But yeah, I mean, in other animals too, you see ganglions and collections of nerve cells that, you know, perform certain functions that are analogous to totally. a little brain center. Sure. Totally. And it's one of the pieces of you that we don't have to support if we put you on anesthesia oh nice we have to help your lungs breathe we have to help your heart right breathe. We have to, but we we don't have to do much for your belly that's interesting yeah yeah does that mean it's your brain no your brain's up in your head along those lines she has us breathe down the vagus nerve and you know she tells us it's okay if you don't know what that is just <laughs> kind of wander <laughs> down your body and so she's directing our breath and our consciousness throughout different parts of our body so we do that with the third eye region we bring Shakti to the center of our brain. Okay. I just, again, I feel like she's she's overdoing it. Like she's using too many spiritual terms, trying to bring in too many traditions. I don't know if at a certain point, like when you're just, it feels like you're just a sponge that absorbs everything in the community and kind of spits it back out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just sounds a little... Cheap? Calculated, cheap. Yeah, something like that. It just yeah. doesn't feel 
doesn't feel heartfelt to me. Yeah, know. yeah. Like if you were really engaging with this on your own, you'd have your own take. Yeah. It, instead, it just seems like any lingo you like, I've got it. Yeah. I've mastered it all. I'm spinning it back at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. We breathe from the top of the brain if you're having a hard time <laughs> doing that because, <laughs> yeah, whenever that happens. Because like, it's impossible. Yeah, I get the idea of mentally like imagining air traveling in different directions where there are no air pathways. But <laughs> yeah, when you're talking about like breathing from the top of the brain, what? And so she even suggests like, well, you could put a finger like on the top of your head if that helps you. (laughs) (laughs) Also, breathe in divine integrity, divine truth, divine kindness. Breathe, conceive, accept and allow. Accept and allow. (laughs) Which I thought of, let's see, Claire's father from your wedding because that's what he told you, right? Accept and allow. Yeah, that was his marriage advice that he screamed at me and Drew twice. (laughs) Just walked up to us you know, a couple cocktails in and started shouting. Marriage advice, scream it twice. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I guess their circles intersect enough that somehow they both got this accept and allow phrasing. (laughs) I got to chuckle out of that. I'm glad to hear that was what I remembered from that story. (laughs) Yeah, when you're telling me that, my eyes snapped open. I know this one. (laughs) Accept and allow. She tells us to identify any lingering traumas, dramas, upsets, interferences. I think she used like that exact same phrasing in her interview with you, which okay, was years yeah. ago. So I, I think she has certain, and the the reason she can do this so adeptly is I think she has just certain like phrases, alliterative yep. haikus that she's memorized that she mm-hmm. can just rattle off at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, so she wants us to identify anything that does not rightfully belong to us. Take our non-physical, etheric hands and slowly scoop up anything that does not serve you. So she spends a lot of time like hmm. describing the motion of these etheric hands that are moving hmm. through our body and pulling out anything that doesn't serve us, which is a nice Ooh, visual. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was kind of working that. for me. Okay. And then rise them up to the 10th chakra. And don't worry if you don't know where that is. <laughs> you know, the words uh, will do enough work all on their own. Yeah, why does she even need to say this stuff? If, if my understanding means so little, why are you even saying it out loud? Can you just do this yourself? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like a pretentious display of... Yeah whatever is going on profound for sounding language yeah or even even giving it like the most uh, charitable read it's like okay you're narrating what's happening for you mm-hmm. but it sounds like you could still do whatever that thing is without expressing it to me yeah i guess you could say you know by dropping these terms at least she's familiarizing anybody who doesn't know them mm, with those okay. terms and then if they encounter them later they might have increasing concreteness or maybe they can look it up or mm-hmm. you know but yeah i don't know just because of the way it's delivered as well it just it feels less esoteric and more calculated okay you know, hmm. for an effect like oh this will impress everybody if i say all these things oh, okay. that's that's my take yeah could be totally wrong Sure. Just the phrases she comes up with. We're going to stand up and you'll feel more relaxed. Golden Phoenix activation. What? And they knew about this in the time of Egypt. Like, what? Where did? What? Why? Whoa. Why did you invoke that? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> what? That's, yeah, three different, like, styles of sentence mm-hmm. in one sentence. Yeah. And, and subject the, matter changing on a dime. You've heard her delivery. You know, like, most of the time it won't be super fast, but every now and then she'll just, like, go into blah, 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 blah. You know, like the Micro Machines man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I understand that. I was born in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being born <laughs> in 1983. She tells us many of you have recognized yourself as being part of the Melchizedek Order. And you must nod, be. A, nod, 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 You nod, must nod. be a member if you are here. So I was like, oh. 
well, I guess okay. I am as well. All right. Ingrouped by walking through the door. Uh, in the Bible, it says that Jesus is of the Melchizedek order. Oh, okay. Because he clearly did not descend from Aaron. So he had to have the priesthood because some other Joseph way. Joseph is a descendant from Aaron? Yeah, Joseph is a descendant of David, and David did not come from that house, mm. the house of Levi. Mm-hmm. It could be 40 minutes in, 50 minutes in. I'm not entirely sure, but she does tell us now, okay, I wish we could keep going and we could go on a lot longer, but wiggle your feet, move your hips. How's everyone feeling? She gets us to slowly come out of it. But I always love it when moments like this happen. The door opens up in the back and you can just hear all of that chatter coming in from the hallway. Yeah. She says, can someone keep the door closed? And here it is. And I, I just love those moments where... The mask drops. Yeah, someone is like in a very spiritual mode all of a sudden has to deal with the HDMI input not working mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. and like get a little irritable. Like, can we close the door, please? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are only certain people who can sort of like snap moods that quickly like that, you mm-hmm. know? And it's very it's disturbing for people who can't do it too. You know, it's like, what? How? What? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it makes you feel like they must have been faking because they switched so fast, which might not be the case but it's so it's like right when all of a sudden they just drop right down to the third dimension yeah exactly (laughs) it it feels telling i don't know if it is but it it immediately gives me that sense of like oh i had the same experience with swaha ron where you know he's like being all friendly and then he turned just as he was like taking off his angry that face. Creepy. That really gave me the creeps. And I don't know what was actually going on for him, but it, it's it's destabilizing to be next to that. Yeah, for me, I feel those moments are telling and that yeah. they're revealing this this mask that you're yeah this veneer that you're just keeping up for whatever appearances. And she seems pissy in general. Yeah, I mean that is the the that's take the, I get. That's the thing. She seems really pissy. So she opens it up for questions. Mm-hmm. And okay, and you said, Well, I don't have a question, but I have an ad. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I asked, mm-hmm. which is, Lori, how would you hunt a killer? I figured if we're just into non sequiturs here, sure, why not introduce a new Asked topic? The clearly most stable person in the room, how she would perform, <laughs> how she would perform retaliatory justice <laughs> should a killer happen to be on the loose. And so you turned to her and you said, Lori, do you have what it takes to hunt a killer? And the reason I asked her that was because today's episode is supported in part by Hunt a Killer, the mystery entertainment company that creates immersive murder mystery games. We love these games. Yeah, they're awesome. They're uh, really fun. Yeah, problem Please solving. Please keep sending us free games. <laughs> yeah, that's why we do this podcast <laughs> in a desperate hope that free games will come our way. <laughs> So here's what you done do. They send you a box. It's got all these clues in it. It's got evidence. It's got suspects. And then it's got this whole story that you read Mm -hmm. and you figure out what's going on. Who might the killer be? There are all these possibilities. And oh, the writer's trying to make me think that it's Gale, which makes me think it can't possibly be Gale. But maybe it's Gale. Maybe that's the trick. And then you get into it and you're like sympathizing with people. And you're like, well, it couldn't be Beth. She would never do that. She wouldn't do that. I know her. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But then you use your deduction skills to determine what evidence is relevant and who's telling the truth here. And everybody loves tracking murders. That's why there's so many murder mystery of the week TV shows. But engage with fear through play. There we go. Right. Fear minus death equals fun. Oh, okay. 
okay. I yeah. set off on that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, instead of just passively watching it on TV, why don't you get involved and unlock codes and unlock physical lock boxes and parcel out clues to all of your friends or play by yourself? There's so many ways to engage. Yeah. It could be a date night. It could be a family game night. It could be a team building event. Maybe you work at Disney Animation. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. Maybe. Maybe it's just solo. This actually would be a good thing to do solo. Like if you were Yeah, I want to try one of these by myself. And yeah. I feel like, okay, got to get my brain clear. Got to work really hard on this because it's not just going to like fall in your lap. You got to work on this thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. These are these are mysteries. But if you're like a, um, I feel like someone who loves like a, a work em out video game, but it's going to go somewhere without Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. bring a hunt a killer. Oh, yeah. It's going to take up your whole dang brain. Absolutely. And we've, we've played one together. We played them with other people. Super fun. Love it. So head over to hunt a killer at https colon slash slash bit dot ly slash hunt a killer underscore oh no that's hunt a killer underscore oh no and use the code oh no for 10% off your order of immersive murder mystery games today. And if you can't do that, if you can't figure that out, you don't deserve Hunt a Killer. Okay, and, and just to say it again, it's bit.ly, bit.ly slash Hunt a Killer underscore oh no. That'll okay. get you there. And thank you, Hunt a Killer, for sponsoring this episode. And you know what else is killer? Sarah Jickling. And her new song. You may remember our friend Sarah Jickling. We had her on the show talking about working with people with real life mental health crises yeah that need real life help and advice yeah and uh, we often talk on the show about bad ways to go about that Mm -hmm. uh, but we got to talk with her about some good ways to go about that and uh, she also makes amazing music and has an amazing tattoo that both of us are really big fans of oh and the tattoo right yes the podcast yes or she, the, the the tagline same yeah. one you have right uh-huh well designed differently but yeah she has yeah. and i'm sure it's all true tattoo awesome so if that's not enough for you to go listen to her song i don't know what's wrong with you but this jumbotron is to let you know that sarah jickling has a new song about self-acceptance that might resonate with you if you're neurodivergent chronically ill or just really tired listen if you like singer songwriters like lord florence and the machine or kesha if you are out of spoons bent or otherwise, listen to Fireflies on any streaming service or wherever you find music. Do it. It's out now. We're just listening to it. It's awesome. Don't know why they think they know me. Think the shit is gonna blow me far away. This is how I'm gonna stay. I'm not lazy. I am tired. I'm not crazy. I'm inspired. I like that her name pronunciation here is Jickling, like tickling or pickling, but with a J. I saw that. As if we wouldn't know by now, Sarah. My fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods. Wait, what's happening? Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I'll have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security! Uh, uh, Listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney Thursdays on Maximum Fun! Class of forever! 
Okay, so that was just a little bit of levity. I bet that's not really what you said to Lori Spagna. No, but first, uh, she was asked by a woman about things that are blocked, because apparently this whole like 40 minutes plus we spent meditating wasn't helpful to this woman. Oh, really? So there you have huh. someone at least saying yeah. out loud like, oh, this isn't really resonating with me. How can we make the problem about me? <laughs> And so Lori says, oh, so you're thinking something didn't work? Did you ever consider that that thought might be what's holding you back? Oh, Let it go. Yeah. A pro move. Judo. A pro move. Now Absolutely. I'm on the floor. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so she says, doesn't always happen immediately. It might take a while. <laughs> You might even think you were crazy. Okay, next question. Oh, man. You might even think you're crazy? Is that what she said? Oh, God. Okay. This is not good thinking to cultivate. (laughs) Another woman asked a question about a pet taking things up. And now I don't remember what the context of that was. But uh, Lori Spagna reiterated, the job of the animal is to know that you've successfully received your gifts. I guess she didn't reiterate. That was a new thought. But yeah, pets' goals are to make sure we've received gifts that we're getting. Mm, Okay. Uh, Not that you learn something, but that you receive gifts. And then once the human has gotten the gifts, then the pet is allowed to be done to pass away okay oh wow yeah oh god okay i thought maybe i wonder if a cat was bringing dead animals to this person i feel like i might have remembered that but okay it could be i don't know uh it was something about the pet's interaction in her life so have uh, you gotten any of those ever those animal presents where they killed something and bring it to you uh yeah from an old cat okay yeah from my childhood cat so then Lori spagna says i don't know the most Lori spagna thing she could she tells the audience this workshop was worth your whole expo. Do you get that? Whoa. <laughs> ah, the confidence. Yeah. I spent hundreds of dollars for my advance access pass for the whole weekend. Yeah. This workshop was worth the whole thing. Well, what do you think? Was it? No. Oh. I would not have paid that much money for just this workshop. That's yeah. for sure. I kind of respect the hustle there, though. The confidence it takes to stand up there and say that. Wow. And people clapped for her, you know. Yeah. yeah. Positive response. And now they're going to lock that away as true Mm -hmm. because they were brought there emotionally. This is important. She gives us the five roles for humanity that she shares on her YouTube channel. One, serve the light because Mm -hmm. not all do. And you should be running from gurus, people who say that they know everything. Wow, Lori, that's that's something. Uh, Two, guru heal thyself. People who serve the dark. These are roles. So you can either serve the light, you can... Serve the dark. Slytherin. Uh, there are people who serve themselves and their ego. That's oh. number three. <laughs> huh. Where have I heard one of them recently? Number four, people who serve the balance, yin-yang. That's a very small group. Interesting. Okay. That I most identify with that. And fifth type, people who serve the greater good, which, I don't know, sounds similar sounds to like serving the, the light. The light. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that includes preachers, teachers, service people, uh, doing the best to the best of their ability, uh, but it sounded very clearly like she was putting herself in that first group of people who served the oh, light. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, but she was warning us against other people who try to say they're serving the light and are not. Sure. The Antichrists. The anti lorries Okay. So then a guy asked a question for the first time. Okay. I don't think any men had spoken up. It was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, actually, that's the man I'd most like to ask a question in that room. Oh, good. Well, actually, you'd already primed me because we were talking back yes. and forth, and you told me something about 
her having a lot of uh, strife with people around her yes. and and even like close friends of hers yes. turning against her, not liking her. Yeah, can't be too specific here because it's off the record. But a okay. person who would know Lori personally said, if you ever get to talk to her again, ask her if she has any friends. Okay. And yeah. so I, I was there, kept raising my hand, hoping I'd get picked on. Meanwhile, I'm trying to formulate in my head, what, what would be a good way to ask that question? Yeah, totally. I thought I was giving you like an impossible question. I thought I, I, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed when you did it. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Right, going for it. Let me play the whole exchange for you. Okay. I kept thinking about the theme of friendship. Who are some of the closest friends in your life and what role do they play in your process? Are you asking a personal question? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so first I just want to say I had to move through some of the worst relationships of my life. And that was part of my journey. So it's taken a long time to shed relationships. But what I will tell you is that every, can we please, every person in your life is a teacher. Your greatest enemy that you think, I'm saying you, but I mean all of us, is your teacher. And, and when you recognize that person that you so-called despise, and it doesn't matter if it's Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, or Trump, or anyone else, they're your teacher. Once you recognize what they're here to help you with, and your teacher is simply here to show you where you're, what? Out of vibrational alignment. If it's someone you love, then they're showing you where you're in vibrational alignment. Everything's a mirror of your energy. Your frequency, what you're emitting. Every person on the earth is a reflection of who you are, who you've been, or who you're becoming. You get to choose. So for me, I had to do a lot of cleaning and shedding. I had a lot of painful relationships of very abusive people, which taught me my strength and my love. I wanted to love, and I loved to my own harm and detriment. And I still am learning that. I had a retreat assistant recently. I just... I didn't even see how cruel she was being, in a sense, to me. Disheartening. Because I'm just being loved. I really didn't see it. I didn't even realize till my some of my students on the retreat were saying, this isn't working for us. So, because that's just me. So we project who we are onto others. All I saw was like this innocent, struggling person who I wanted to help and be of service to. So you have to see like what you're aligned with, what feels good and right in relationships. What feels that it's bringing out the best version of you. Here, this is a question I love. In fact, a friend of mine was in the audience who recently had this conversation. What does friendship mean to you? Ask yourself. Is it all about what you get? Is it, do you think it's I wash your back, you wash mine? Because to me, friendship is, is the sheer pleasure and enjoyment of someone's company. Nothing else. I'm not trying to get anything from my friends. And I also would not feel that my friend, if they're a real friend, is just using me or taking advantage of my gifts. Because I have had friends like that too. So what does friendship mean to you? And to me, the secondary part is that they're, they're, they're positively uplifting me, not 24-7, not taking care of me, and I'm positively uplifting them. Sometimes positive upliftment is like, hey, I'm having a really hard time. I just need another perspective. And the other person gets to be of service, which, by the way, what is the fastest route to joy? Service. Service. What is the fastest route to abundance and prosperity? Wealth. What is the fastest route to wealth? 
Get giving, generosity, the fastest route to wealth. It's amazing, right? A whole new way of doing things. But I hope that's helpful. Oh, wow. That got her going for a good three minutes there. Yeah, that is a telling answer. Yeah, just where she was going into all these toxic relationships of people who were like trying to take things from her. Yeah. Just makes you think, I, I can't remember how I heard this, but it was something to the effect of, you know, if you've had one bad relationship, oh man, that's really bad. And if you've had two, oof, bad luck of the draw. Three, might want to start asking what role you play in totally. that. Totally. Yeah, of course. I mean, it doesn't have to mean that you're the monster, but you're doing mm-hmm. something here. Yeah. Yeah. Either in who you're gathering around you or in how you're interacting. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's it would be incomplete to not point out there's the option that you just see people around you as monsters. You are not a nuanced thinker. You are not looking at your friends through gray colored lenses. Mm -hmm. That's an option here. And when I hear that, uh, that's that's the first storyline that goes through my head is like, okay, when you enter conflict, you assume the other guy is terrible. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing that over and over throughout your life. And yeah. That, that seems like the most like there are others, but that's the most likely explanation in my mind. And I remember in your interview with her, you were trying to get to how she defines truth. Yeah. And she was talking about it in terms of what serves me mm-hmm. and anything that makes me feel bad or small. Well, that can't be true. Yuck. And I, I feel that's like that. That's a good way to think. Yeah. Similar mindset is here. This kind of like, well, what does something good for me? That's my metric right. for what is useful in this world. And even what is true, which is not a good metric mm-hmm. of, of what is true. Yeah. So there we go. That's how I snuck in the question. Yeah. Wow. Uh, kudos to you. I clap. I Thank clap. You. Thank you. I, she was coming up near the end of the available time in this room. And one woman asked to know more about star seeds. And Lori said, it's coded in your DNA. And like the woman wanted a like specific answer. And clearly Lori didn't want to just do this one off the cuff. And she's kind of like directing her to, well, I've got like classes about this. You can learn more about starseed in my starseed classes. But finally she said, okay, well, look into Beetlejuice. That's going <laughs> to be relevant to you. You know, the star. Oh, I didn't know that was a star. Okay, it's a nearby star. And actually it's funny because- Don't say it two more times. Beetlejuice. No, no, we're so close. We're so close. Don't worry. If you don't say it one more time, we're okay. Okay, just what, what follow my instructions and don't- Oh, he's not here. Okay. It's funny. I hadn't. <laughs> yeah, that could have gone south. I hadn't thought about Beetlejuice for a while. The <laughs> the star. Um, and then as I was prepping for this episode, the other day, my buddy Phil texted and said, observation is revealing Beetlejuice is ending oh carbon God, fusion. We it. could see the supernova in our lifetime, which is exciting and has nothing to do with the answer that this woman's starseed comes from Beetlejuice. Oh, but. I want that fusion feeling back. <laughs> Anyway, so that was her one giveaway to this lady. There you go. I'm giving you a leg up. Now you know which star system look to look into for oh, your right. okay. star seed, where your family came from in the firmament. Okay. And then one other woman asked a question because she was like, one last quickie. So a woman said, okay, I want to ask about the Melchizedek order. Can you tell me more about that? And... Then I guess Lori got some sign saying she was totally out of time. So she said, mm. okay, my name is Lori Spania. <laughs> <laughs> Find me at my booth. And uh, she told us all to remember that you are love and nobody can take that from you. 
which, like many things she said, sounded very nice. Sure. Doesn't mean anything specific, but it sure sounds nice. And then it turns out there were two listeners of the podcast just sitting right down the row from me. Oh, so fun. we chatted for a while. That was, nice. They were delightful. It was fun. Were they like, evening? Are you evening? And you were like, what? No, I'm Ross. I have a podcast. That had already backfired on them. Oh, so okay. they- <laughs> <laughs> My name's Ross Bodger and I have a podcast. <laughs> That's how I handled it. So yeah, there's a little update on Lori Spagna. So unfortunately, she hasn't given up this whole DNA thing. She's also... Also saying the same. Yeah, that was your job. <laughs> She's also saying the exact same things as Sylvie Sterling. Sterling. So that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, I do. I wonder if there's a connection there. But boy, yeah, I feel like uh, sh- she went to the buffet and she just loaded up on too many things on uh-huh. her plate. The, uh-huh. the spiritual buffet. Metaphorically, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 No, yeah. I think there's something to that. I don't know. Like, clearly she got a good turnout there, but I just don't see her as appealing as a, uh, I'm going to say guru, ironically, just because she does have that kind of brusque delivery. She feels unfriendly. Yes. Doesn't feel spiritual in the way that it like matches the words coming out of her mouth. Right. It's it's very strange. But uh, I mean, she's just part of the diversity that we encounter in these investigations. Yeah, there's something for everybody. Do you find Kimberly Meredith more or less compelling, Hmm. charismatic, guru-like? I got to be honest. That's another one where I go, yeah, like, really? Tough, Are you right? all into this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This this is working for you. Okay. I think I have a choice, but it's slight. Now I'm trying to think of like people who I would clearly say, oh, I can understand this because I would criticize Twin Ray as being this is over the top. This yeah. is a little too on the nose. So I'm trying to think. But I feel like even so, they're nailing it. Okay. You yeah. Know? We mentioned Cher Jolene earlier. She was just a hoot. I yeah. think like. Whatever she's doing, it's fun. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure right as soon as we stop recording, I'll instantly think of other people like, oh, I can see why this person's compelling. So is Kimberly a competitor of Lori Spania then for you? Kind of even? I would give Kimberly the leg up. Okay, me too. Just by a little, though. Out of the two of them. It's still bizarre, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah, I give her. I can see the appeal more. a little more. She strikes me as a little more sincere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, again this is too. me just speaking out of my perceptions, like the vibe that I get. Very immaterial thing. So of course, that can never reflect someone's true internal. Of course, calibration. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you to, for going to see my girl Lori Spagna. Yeah. Well, uh, that was fun. I feel like uh, I was catching up with your old friend, getting to meet a new person, <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I did get to ask the question of her because you know, even though you're from a distance, it is a little connection. We had a we had yeah, a moment of you're interaction. You're in love with her. I see. But yeah, I, see. I wasn't going to confess follow. that on the show, I but follow the story. <laughs> clearly, I get that it. was clearly that was <laughs> the undercurrent of everything I said here. It was a deep, deep attraction Message to Lori Spani. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, that's it for this episode. But don't worry, there will be more Conscious Live Expo. And you know there will. Other expos to come. So thank you for listening along. How do we normally end this show? That's it for this episode. This episode was edited by Ross Blotcher. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash joiner. Yes, please. Thank you. MaximumFun.org slash join. Thank you to everybody who supports what we do with your financial donations uh, because... They make this possible. They make our lives possible. They make our wives possible. Hmm. Okay, I'm missing out. It rhymed, so it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's Drew. (gasps) (gasps) It's come full circle. (laughs) That impressed Lori Spagna. Yeah, I don't know. I was overly impressed with that. (laughs) 
And remember to watch Presomar on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Incredibly important movie I made. You'll never be the same person. Yeah, especially if you've seen Midsommar, but maybe even if you haven't. No, there is nudity. Yeah, if you haven't. Yes. yes, there is nudity. And remember. So take long, slow, deep, relaxing breaths. Connect with that breath without having to identify what it is. Source, creator, infinite wisdom knows exactly what you need right now. Let that come through your breath. Just breathe it in. Parenting. It's hard, but don't worry, you're not alone. Belly up to the low bar with one bad mother and let us remind you that fine is good enough. They want to climb on different things. And how am I supposed to keep them both from dying? (laughs) There is a right way to do this. And if I can figure out that right way, I'm going to be a good parent. So that is not a thing. So join us each week and let us tell you that you are doing a good job. You can listen to One Bad Mother on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.